So you know by now we've been celebrating the Advent season uh, by taking a fresh look at Christmas, using four of the most popular Christmas carols as our guide in a series that we're calling Not Your Grandma's Christmas. So we've covered songs like, O Come All Ye Faithful, and Joy to the World, and Hark the Herald Angels Sing. We've actually got those messages from the last three weeks available on our podcast or on our YouTube channel if you'd like to go see them or share them. Today, we're going to wrap up this series on Christmas Eve with the most popular, maybe of all, Silent Night. Silent Night holds a special place in my heart because of my children. Well, okay, because of Jesus and Christmas, yes, all that's important. Um, but for me, my kids, because um, my, our first child, my daughter Abby, was born in mid-December. And so Christmas carols became our lullabies. And probably the one we sang far and away, more than any other, was Silent Night. Sang it to my daughter, and then just because it became a part of our lives and our family, sang it to both my sons, too. They were born in July, (laughs) but (laughs) it's just sort of been a part of our lives. And I, I would bet that if she was nearby, even today, although she just celebrated her 19th birthday, if she was nearby and I started singing Silent Night, there's a good chance that she would lay her head on my shoulder and close her eyes. So that's, that song has special meaning for me and for us, for our family. See, it was our daughter being born that brought us back to the church. Reconnected for my wife and I our foundation of faith. I mean, it's something that I I grew up with, was raised in a church. My wife came to church um, right as she was finishing high school because a friend had invited her. It was the birth of our daughter that that reconnected for us. And it's not an uncommon thing that people reach an age and stage in early adulthood where maybe church becomes less important and, and you disconnect and you, and you find yourself doing other things and you have other priorities maybe. And, and it actually has been a pretty, pretty typical story. Then when people maybe get married or sort of get settled into a routine or start a family that they find their way back to the church, although statistically we know that that's happening less and less with every subsequent generation. And anything you read about that, it would tell you because um, what people say is their experience with the church is uninspiring or insincere, or just irrelevant, which is actually why we do Chapel Roswell. I mean, this was, the purpose was to give people a modern expression of a historic faith, to, to create a new way for people to connect and reconnect with their faith and with the church. In a lot of ways, Chapel Roswell is kind of like a child, you know, a child being born is, is just a, a newer version of an older model, <laughs> right? 
I mean, they may have a different voice, a different language, dress differently, act differently, talk differently. But even still, you catch glimpses of some of those traits and characteristics that have been handed down and passed on. And maybe you're in here today or you're with us online and you're thinking, yeah, the church has not really been my thing, not my place. And I hope you hear us say that that's why Chapel Roswell exists, is for, for you to give it a shot, for you maybe to find your place today in a modern expression of the faith. And so that, that's what kids are. I mean, they're sort of that modern expression of humanity, of life. And for me and my kids and our family, Silent Night holds a special place. Did you know that Silent Night was first performed, the song, first performed 199 years ago today? In sort of a small, nondescript church in Austria. And in fact, the, the chapel where it was originally performed and sang no longer standing. I mean, just the wear and tear of time and repeated flooding in that area, the chapel had to be torn down. But in 1937, they rebuilt the chapel, and it's called the Silent Night Chapel. It's a beautiful little chapel. It's octagonal in shape. It's got a domed roof, stained glass windows on the sides. And every year at Christmas Eve, they have a worship service there. They have it at 5 p.m. local time, which is about 11 o'clock here. And thousands of people gather from all over the world to worship together at the Silent Night Chapel. And they conclude their time of worship together by singing Silent Night in all the various languages of all the people who are gathered there. In fact, nowadays, you can stream it online. You can watch it. But please don't do that now. I mean, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying you can. <laughs> and, you know, we're going to finish our time together today singing Silent Night. It's kind of cool to think that maybe we'll be singing it at the same time with these folks in the Silent Night Chapel in Austria people from all over the world. It's a beautiful thought. It's wonderful. It's lovely. And that's where we divert from what is probably your grandma's Christmas with this song, Silent Night, because the truth is that night was anything but silent and probably didn't feel very holy. So I want to read with you the uh, story from Luke chapter 2 about that night. We're going to read Luke chapter 2, verses 15. I'm going to read it out loud, and we're going to put it up on the screens so that you can follow along. Luke 2, 15 through 20 says this about that night. When the angels returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, let's go right now to Bethlehem and see what's happened. Let's confirm what the Lord has revealed to us. They went quickly and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. When they saw this, they reported what they had been told about this child. Everyone who heard it was amazed at what the shepherds told them. Mary committed these things to memory 
and considered them carefully. The shepherds returned home, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. And everything happened just as they had been told. And so the words of that song, Silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright. Really? You know, in, in the original German language that it was written, it's obviously the word's not silent. It's stille. Stille. Pardon my German. Stille. Which we might translate still. Still, quiet, calm, silent. That is not what was going on that night. Right? They were in a stable or what was probably a cave where they kept the animals. There was nothing calm, quiet, peaceful about a stable full of animals. There's no doubt it it didn't sound or smell silent or calm. And then on top of that, the story tells us that these shepherds come running in in the middle of the night from the field, jazzed up because they've just seen these ghost-like figures who've made a pronouncement to them, so they're running in to find out if this is true, and then they're telling everybody all about what they've just heard and what was going on. And did I mention there was a woman having birth? (laughs) Giving birth to a child like that? That's not still and quiet. I picture that scene being less Bing Crosby and more Trans-Siberian Orchestra, you know. Or for any fans of The Office in here, here's a deep cut for their Christmas episodes. It was, it was less Angela and more Dwight, you know. Like, and holy, holy night. When we use that word, we think serene, somber reverent, ideal, perfect. That's not what was happening. They were living in the time in an area that was ruled by an oppressive dictator who used the military and police force to impose his wishes and will on the people, used taxes to manipulate them, They were participating, they'd come to Bethlehem to participate in this census to be counted as part of the population so the emperor could know how many people he ruled over. And this woman who was nine months pregnant had ridden a hundred miles to that town on the back of a donkey. That doesn't sound very holy. Again, that sounds less Norman Rockwell and more Mr. Bean. <laughs> and have you seen the Mr. Bean nativity sketch? If, if you haven't seen that, you have to Google that again. Not now, just at some point, Mr. Bean nativity. He, he's in a department store in the sketch. He's reenacting the nativity scene with all the little figures, but he, he pulls in everything around him. So before long, there's a truck that drives through. There's a marching band that comes along. There's dinosaurs, there's tanks and robots, and then a helicopter comes in with the angel to rescue Jesus. 
I mean, it, it's a mess. And see, it, it's in the midst of that mess, of that chaos, that Jesus is born into the world. Just like the angels had told Mary and had told the shepherds that would happen. The birth of a Savior. The birth of a caring, self-sacrificing King. The Lord who would reign forever had come. Next year will be the 200th anniversary of this Christmas carol, Silent Night. So for 200 years, we've been singing for a silent night, holy night, for the peace of God for ourselves and for our world. We've been singing for that since the beginning of humanity. For God's peace to reign on earth. For all to be still, peaceful, and holy. And as we sing and celebrate the birth of Jesus, we're celebrating the arrival of the peacemaker, the joy bringer, the hope holder the love giver he has come he's here and his name is Emmanuel God with us his name is Jesus he's come to proclaim release to the captives sight to the blind freedom for the oppressed He's come so there would be peace on earth and goodwill for everyone, everywhere. If you're in here this morning and your days and nights aren't feeling very silent or holy, calm or bright, He's come for you. And it's not because we've prepared it all just so and made it right. No, it's the very fact that he enters into the chaos and brings peace and brings life. That's why when Paul wrote about Jesus in Romans, he said Jesus was the new Adam. Because humanity was being reborn in him. Recreated in the divine. And he's here. For you, for me, for the world. He's here. For all of us. And so in just a minute, we're going to sing Silent Night together. But as we sing it, I invite you to sing it 
as a prayer, an expectant prayer. We're going to sing it, you know, visualizing that sterilized manger scene that fits so perfectly back in the box after Christmas is over. But we'll sing it as a prayer of hope for our lives, for our world. We'll sing it praying that God will come again and again, more and more in you and in me and the little places in our lives and the big places in our world. That Christ will be king. That peace will reign. We'll sing for that silent, holy, still, peaceful presence of God in us and among us. We'll sing knowing that we're singing with our brothers and sisters all over the world. Even in the chapel where the song was first sung. In all of our various languages. Singing for peace for us all. Singing for God's provision. For wholeness for the world. We'll sing it really the way that I sang it for my kids. Not just because it was about that night. But I, I sang it for them over and over again as a prayer, as a hope for them, for their lives and for their future. That they would know the presence of Christ. And so we'll sing this song together this morning expectantly. With hope and joy. For what God is doing through Christ even today. So that as we then go back out into the world, into the mess, into the noise, into the lights, and into the sounds. The presence of Jesus will go in us and with us. Before we sing, I want to ask you if we could pray together. Would you pray with me? God, we're thankful for the gift of life that you've given us. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, we're thankful that he's come into our world to bring peace and hope and joy and love. God, we're thankful that even in the midst of the mess and the chaos, you are here. And so God, we ask that as we sing the words to this song, you would even bring right now the stillness and the peace of your presence for us, for our homes, 
for our community, for our world. And God, we give ourselves as followers of the Christ, followers of Jesus, and together as your church that we could be a part of what you are doing to bring that hope and joy and peace and love so that your kingdom comes more and more, even now. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Let us adore him as he sleeps in heavenly peace. to the world, Jesus, Lord at thy birth.
herald angels sing, Christ the Savior is born. O Lord, our God, in these quiet, still moments, may we hear the angels sing, Christ, our Savior, is born this day, born into a world that so often seems dark and chaotic and noisy and messy. But that's the world that you come into the world that you choose to come into so that you can bring light to overwhelm the darkness, order to the chaos, hope and peace. God, so may we try and find those silent moments to hear your small, still voice speaking into our lives. And when things get loud and crazy, may we remember that that's the world you came into, into our world, into our lives, to transform us, to call us your sons and your daughters, now and forever. For it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. This morning we continue to celebrate that Christ is born into this world. And so we respond back, we respond back with our worship, and in a moment we'll continue to sing and praise God's name. But we will also respond by, by giving back. For God has been so generous with us, may we be generous to God. And so we do that through giving to the church and the work of the church. You'll see ways that you can do that on the screen. This morning we also give back in a specific way through our special Christmas Eve offering. And that Christmas Eve offering will go to four of our mission partners here at the church, directly to them, to the great work that they do here in our community, in our country, and across the world. And if you would like to give specifically to the Christmas Eve offering, you see that you can do that on our website, as well as here this morning, the, the gift boxes that are placed around the manger. Whatever is placed in these boxes this morning will go straight to the Christmas Eve offering. And this morning, too, if you need a time, a, a moment to set apart, to pray, there are members of our Chapel Roswell care team that are available to be with you, to pray with you. You can make your way to these back corners here. But I invite all of us, with whatever is going on in our lives, whether it's stillness, whether it's noise and chaos, will we sing and will we praise and give thanks that Jesus is born. <laughs> 